Hello, everybody, and welcome to Hall, if you please. I'm your host, Kaylin Hall, and I'm so excited to be here today, and I'm so excited to have you here with me today. This is, oh my God, it's like we're standing on the top of the mountain, we're looking at our view, and we're deciding what to do next. You know, this is the start of something new, as Choi and Gabriella would say, and you know, those two are just my heroes. And I just feel really excited and honored and grateful to have this opportunity to get to speak uh, to you all. And I'm really excited for this podcast, like really, really super excited. And I have so many things that I already know I want to talk about. Just to tease it ahead, I have like a Barbie episode I'm working on. I have a couple book reviews. I have some music that I want to dissect, which we should probably talk about that, by the way. I'm going to my goal is always going to be to have a certain experience or book or movie or show or some sort of form of culture that I'm going to open with and that's kind of going to be our shared kind of discussion opener and then I want us to look into what that means on a deeper level how is that kind of implementing on our lives how is it embedding in our psyches do we kind of understand so for example, if I were to do an episode on the song Foolish One by Taylor Swift, we talk about the song, it, we talk about its sonics, we talk about, you know, the writing, we talk about Taylor Swift herself and what she's trying to communicate, and then we talk about how we can apply the lesson of Foolish One into our own lives, why we feel seen by the song, how we can help with the issues that it's addressing, which is an episode I'm actually going to do because I just, I love that song and I feel that it's a universal experience, but that will be for another day. Today... We're going to talk about my favorite subject in the whole world, me, and also talk about where I'm at right now. So when I think about how I introduce myself or how I would want to introduce myself, I don't really have any strong indicators of myself just yet. Music is a huge one. I'm a big music girl. I've always really, really loved music, and I thought I wanted to be a singer for a while. Um... Right now, I don't know what I want to be. I don't think singer is one of them. I, I have a lot of options. Uh, singer is not among one of those. But, you know, I, I love music. And I talk about it all the time. And I love it. And I really get excited by music. Um, when I was five, I almost died on the Williamsburg Bridge because I was riding my bike. And it was going super, super fast down the runner's trail because my mom made me stay in the runner's trail because I was five and I, she didn't want me to die on my bike. But the runner's trail has a downward uh, decline to onto the street after the bridge. So it was slanted and I'm biking down that and I go zooming down because, you know, physics. And I'm like, I'm going to die. <laughs> and I start to contemplate death at the ripe age of five as I'm zooming down this path. Um, and, you know, we know how that story ends. I did not make it. And, you know, that's unfortunate for me. I'm kidding. Seemingly out of nowhere, this guy jumps in front of my bike and he stops it. And I, I don't even know where my mom is, but she's sprinting. This is not making her sound like a good mom. I really do apologize, but this is a true story. So he jumps in front of my bike and I kind of just go, oh, my God, thanks, King. Because I think when you're five and you start to contemplate something as massive as death, 
there's not really that much complexity in it. You're kind of just, this is the end, and that's all. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, I'm, uh, this is it. <laughs> I'm going to go, because the Williamsburg Bridge goes right into the street after the ramp. So, you know, it was what it was at that point, and I just accepted my fate, and I thought that was really funny. Um, speaking of Williamsburg, I live in New York. I am born and raised in Manhattan. I'm from LES. I don't live in LES now, but that's where I grew up. I didn't really grow up in LES. That's just where I lived. I grew up in the West Village, and that's where I have most of my memories. Like, West Village, Tribeca area is where I spent a lot of my time as a child. It's where I spend a lot of my time now. I just love my city so much. I think you would, too, if you're from Manhattan. I, My deepest condolences to those of you who are not. I honestly feel really bad for y'all. You know, sending thoughts and prayers. Sorrow says, sorrow says, prayers, prayers. You know, I do genuinely feel bad. And I don't really know what it's like to live outside of a city like this. But I think there's a reason why so many people dream of life here. And I just feel really happy and lucky and blessed to live here and to be from here. And I genuinely journal every day. Thank God I live here. Thank God I live in this city because I just, I love it so much. Anyways, um... (laughs) is there anything more about me I feel like I have to say I honestly don't know I think that's the big gist of it I feel like we're going to get to know each other on a much more deeply intimate level obviously through all of these episodes so I guess we can do some more surface level stuff my favorite color right now is pink and white I like a good pistachio green and I love gold accents for anything Um, I'm in the process right now of redoing my room a little bit and it's looking really good honestly it's a little bit bare because I took a lot of stuff out I took a lot of posters down and or moved them into places that were just more aesthetically pleasing to be quite frank with you but that's kind of what I'm at right now but speaking about with what I'm at right now that's going to get us into today's topic which is the long game now the long game for a New Yorker who grew up in this generation uh, it, nothing about it sounds appealing. I've never once heard of the long game and been like, yes, thank God I want to do that. No, I want instant gratification. I want things quick. I want things real. I I don't want to play the long game. It's just not, especially if it's not guaranteed. Right. But let's talk about it a little bit. This concept of playing in a bigger field of living your life in pursuit of a bigger picture, not really getting to focus on your present because you're thinking about the future. And it's kind of like the big picture is kind of framed by the past of you understand that your past circumstances have led you to where you are now, which is probably unhappy. And we paint this big picture of how we can obtain that happiness. And we start to draw the lines of that picture framed by the past. We draw within that frame and then we create a bigger picture through consistent action of like drawing each of those lines you know, soon we'll get to this bigger picture of happiness. So whether it's working out every single day for a month, you know, we're framed by like past choices that make us unhealthy. And we sit in that feeling and we're like, okay, we want to be healthy. So we're framed by the past and then we start to work out every day. And each day we draw a line on that picture. By the end of the month, we have a picture, right? So it's all part of this bigger picture. It's all part of this bigger plan. It's all part of this bigger vision. That's beautiful. And that's incredible. And in fact, I think it's important to live your life in a bigger picture frame. One of the things that I'm trying to balance right now is presence and vision. 
you know, how do we find the line between over-idealizing a version of ourselves that doesn't exist and being appreciative of who we are now? Gratitude is a big thing for me. I try to focus on being grateful and happy in my life right now instead of putting so much pressure on, oh, once I get this or once I look like this or once I'm this age, I'll be super duper happy and great and successful and amazing. Trying to use that as inspiration, use that as my vision for the picture. But when we draw the lines in the bigger picture, sometimes they kind of go astray. And sometimes we make a line in a direction that can change our entire picture. You know, hills can become mountains or uh, rain could become flower petals. Do we see what I'm saying? Sometimes decisions we make can lead us to different places, which is honestly totally fine. But I was very anti-long game for a long time. I was very bigger picture anti. um, I was a hater of the bigger picture, okay? I was a present moment, instant gratification, reckless advocate, okay? I fought for reckless, stupid rights, okay? I really thought that that was my path and I thought that was my vision. I think the funny thing about (laughs) self-destruction is that it's so easily framed as being young and being naive and ultimately having no consequences. I'm going to be honest with you. I think when you have no self-respect, it's so much easier to be reckless. I think people who generally respect themselves, their time, their mind, their visions, don't self-destruct because it serves no one. When you start to realize that it doesn't serve you to serve others, it your whole world changes. I mean, I used to quite literally go to parties. I've known ever since I was a young girl, I'm not a party girl. I'm just not. And I thought because I was such the life of the party for so long of my life that that's obviously where I belonged. That's obviously where I thrived. And no, no, that was insane to put on myself. And I've realized now through going to a couple of parties, doing a couple of things I didn't like at these parties, it's just not for me. Um, and that's fine. And I frame that as being young and reckless and just wanting to have fun. Mm. <laughs> I don't just want to have fun. I don't want to perpetuate a life of just fun, if that makes sense. I think what I'm trying to kind of get at here is going to parties on the weekends is if you would have asked me kind of a couple months ago, I would have been like, yeah, that's fun. Sure. But me now, not only do I not find that space fun, but I find something like deep cleaning my room fun. It's not my favorite activity. I don't dream of doing it, but it is fun. Because even though it's a task and it's a chore, literally, it still requires a sense of discipline, A, to show up and do it, which makes me respect myself more but also it it's part of this bigger picture of my future self being happy that quote that goes something on the lines of do something your future self will appreciate it's in that vein it's in that respect right and that's beautiful and that's great (sighs) so when we think about our bigger picture and the decisions we're making now here's the thing about the bigger picture it's being painted regardless okay your life is being made right now and the decisions you're making right now even though you're young or maybe you're not young whatever you know what I mean? It's like next week I'm turning 19, which is young. 
And I don't feel particularly like I need to be doing any of this self-improvement or not partying and all this stuff. It's more just, I know I don't fucking like it. Sorry, I cursed. I don't plan to curse a lot, but that's kind of how intensely I feel about my hate of parties. Um, But I always knew I didn't like it. There's this panel with Melinda Gates, Michelle Obama, and some other incredible women. I knew Amal Clooney's on it as well. Um, And I only watched a little bit of it, so I'm sorry I can't name everybody on it. But it's just what I saw I really liked. And it's where the question posed was... Is it posed or posed? Sorry. Okay, anyways, the question asked was, what would you tell your 25-year-old self? Melinda Gates said something that I have not been able to stop thinking about. I mean, it's I think about it maybe once a day. And she says, you always knew who you were. You knew who you were in high school. You just forgot because it got questioned by whatever, people, places, things, establishments, schools, whatever. But your who you were got questioned, so you lost it. But you've always known who you are. And what growing up is, what your life will be about is remembering, rediscovering who you are. I thought that was incredible. And I, I mean, just such a in- grand and intelligent thing to say. It's just absolutely beautiful and it's delicious to digest that statement growing up and growing into yourself is about rediscovering who you always were oh my god it's just beautiful it's just gorgeous anyways so oh yeah yeah this is where we get into kind of my own personal experience right I have always known who I am so when I went to the parties I knew that wasn't who I was so what brings us to those parties what makes us think that that's where we need to be. That's like, how do we lose ourselves? And even more, how do we frame that as our bigger picture? How do we frame that as like, this is, no, this is right. No, this is me. Because I'm not going to these parties being like, this doesn't feel like me. And I know this and I'm aware of this and I'm actively choosing to not listen to myself. It's not that. It's not that simple. And by the way, nothing ever is. If you ever go on TikTok and you watch videos about heartbreak or emotional trauma or becoming that girl, whatever it is, I promise you, it's never going to be that simple. You are a complex person. I am a complex person. We have so many emotions that words can maybe help paint a picture, but it's never going to actually give us. Well, no, no, no. I don't want to say that. There's so many things that actually give us that feeling of feeling seen and understood, but it's always going to be more complex than it looks when we're trying to do something like better ourselves or live more in alignment with who we are so when I went to these parties and I know it's not me how do I lose myself well to be honest with you how do you not lose yourself as we get older I think so much of us become so much more aware of ourselves like I said I'll get more into that in the Barbie episode that might even be a two-parter I have a lot to say about Barbie however this there's a scene in Barbie where she wakes up and she has bad breath and she burns her toast and the milk has expired. And it's where we start to realize life outside of ourselves, life outside of our childhood. It's so incredibly daunting to realize that we are being perceived and judged. And once we start to realize we are being perceived and judged, we start to perceive and judge and we lose ourselves in this judgment. 
I don't want us to sit here and pretend that we are who we aren't. You go outside and you judge people. And people go outside and they judge you. And that's a terrifying thought. And if you're being judged, it's going to be so much better to be judged in universally accepted things. Things we know are always going to hit. Everybody loves ice cream. You know what I mean? So we go out and we just become ice cream. Universally well-liked, you know, acceptable. Few people will say no. And the few people that will say no really won't even hurt that bad because so many people say yes and accept you. It's kind of this idea of wanting to be liked, of wanting to be accepted in society. Because we see the way we treat people who aren't acceptable. In quotes. Because what does that even mean? But again, episode for another day. Back to our point. The long game. Okay. As a long game hater, it, I, for what, it, honestly, years, avoided playing the long game. I always thought, we're just going to achieve our goals. We're going to become super successful. We're going to get great friends. We're going to get the house. We're going to get the job, the salary, whatever it is. We're going to accomplish all of these great things. And then not only are we going to feel better about ourselves, but we can do some true healing. Girl, what? <laughs> it, I promise you, it doesn't work like that. It never has. And if it ever does, I don't know if I would trust that so much. But that's just me. Right now, I'm in an era of my life where I'm playing the long game. I have a vision of what I want. I'm not going to sit here and lie and be like, I'm super crystal clear and I have tunnel vision and I wake up every morning and I work out and I do 100 sit-ups and then I move into the kitchen and I make myself a protein shake because my like future self is jacked, absolutely ripped, ready to fight at the drop of a hat. Then I work on my stocks and I invest because she's rich. It's not that vibe, okay? I don't have this super clear vision Where I'm like, I'm cutting this person off because this isn't... No, no, no. It's not like that. It's more just, I look at myself now and I'm happy. But I'm not satisfied. I'm not jumping for joy. (laughs) Except for the last two days. And do you want to know why in the last two days I was jumping for joy? Because I started to play the long game. When I said to myself, if I achieved all these things, how would I feel? And why don't I feel those things now? Why can't I feel those things now? Some questions started to pop up. In fact, this whole journey started with me wanting to become the best version of myself. I had this picture of her in my head. I knew who she was. I knew how I wanted to be, right? And I held this picture in my head and I started to pursue it. But doing very external things. So I'm making different purchases and I'm hanging out with certain people and I'm dressing differently and I'm reading different books and all of that's grand, right? Because that's what she would do. And I do believe in that. I certainly do believe in act like it and you will start to kind of move on that train. But one thing that came up for me was I'm big on affirmations, right? So I would say the affirmations that my 
that were in line with my higher self. So if I wanted to be more feminine, I would play these kind of feminine affirmations, right? Or if I wanted to be, I don't want to be a man-eater, but let's say I wanted to be a man-eater, right? I would listen to these man-eater affirmations. Very external. Just throwing myself into that life. And I truly believe that, and I've thought about this for the last couple of days, if I would receive everything I wanted right now, I would absolutely crumble. I wouldn't know how to handle it. If you had given me a rent-controlled, beautiful Upper West Side apartment with French doors everywhere and a beautiful terrace and an island kitchen right now, I wouldn't know what the fuck to do. <laughs> Sorry for cursing again. I'm gonna, I've got to work on that. But I wouldn't know how to manage the house. I wouldn't mostly know how to handle being on my own. I just, I would crumble. And I think that's why we don't have the things that we want because to our core, we are not who, we're not in alignment with these things. Now, you can get all law of attraction on me and I do believe in things in that nature. But I think it's just logical to think that, let's say your goal is to be the president of the United States. Do you think if I put you in the White House right now, you would be able to be the president of the United States? I'm not going to sit here and talk about school systems and my opinions on them. But I think there's some logic in studying what you want to be before you be it. Your pure want to be a lawyer doesn't mean you can just be a lawyer. You have to put in the work to learn how to be a lawyer. What do you need to know? How do you need to act? How can you be the best lawyer you can be? What type of lawyer do you want to be? There's a reason that we have to learn how to be the things we want to be. And that's exactly how life works as well. If you want to be this high-value, golden-class girl, you have to learn how to be her. And you can't just snap your fingers and then you're her. It truly doesn't work like that. I know because as I started to subject myself into all of these things, right, I'm, I'm starting to say the affirmations and do the work and wear the clothes, all the things like I mentioned before, I began to crumble. And I felt worse than I did. And worse as in a way of where all of these little emotions, the mask under the emotions, no, <laughs> the emotions under the mask started to come up. I was trying to skip ahead on my healing, trying to skip ahead on my becoming journey. I was trying to kind of jump the line, just quick fixes, right? And what came up for me was these feelings of not being enough, of feeling worthless, of not feeling capable, of not respecting myself. This idea of being this golden class girl, this high class woman, right? And this emphasis on self-respect, on intelligence, on brilliance, on, you know, having a great mind, having great energy. Asking yourself why that's what I wanted brings up some things. Why do we want the things we want? I think there's so many powerful like emotions and thoughts and psyches and subconsciouses that come up in that question of why do you want to be this like that girl aesthetic? Why do we want to be this like like why do our idols inspire us? Why is that? And to be honest, at the deepest most intimate most truthful level, 
the reason why I wanted to be this higher version of myself was because I thought, well, if I'm her, then she's worthy. She's respected. She's chosen. She's treated well. You know, she has everything I want. She feels all of the things I want to feel. And so I thought if I became her, then, then I'd finally feel worthy. Then I'd finally feel acceptable. Then I'd feel chosen. Then I, like, I felt like I'd be guaranteed to be all of this, right? Long list of traits, whatever. And that's great. And maybe that's true. But I am never going to become her if I do not learn how to be her first. So if I want to be a golden class girl, I can't just wake up and be one. I have to work on the worth, on the feeling enough, of feeling chosen, of feeling capable, of feeling respectable. Now. I pro- it's the most twisted, backwards, ironic, cruel thing in the whole world to understand that if you ever want to be a better version of yourself, you have to love yourself now. You have to see the value in yourself now if you want to accomplish anything. If you want to be the best version of yourself, if you want to be the highest version of yourself, if you want a better life, you have to see the value in your life now. If you want to be a better you, you have to see the value in you now. The way the world works, the way the universe works, the way energy works, I don't know like the actual exact word for it, but the way it works is so within, so without. You can only get what you are. So, if you want to become a better version of you, you have to be the best version of you now and love the version of you now. If you want to become the dream girl, you have to see the ways in your life that right now you are the dream girl. And it could be small ways. It could be really tiny, minute things in your everyday that make you feel like, oh, okay, that was kind of that girl. Because, to be honest with you, in order for you to have a, a vision, a want... Those traits have to exist inside of you. You cannot see beyond what you see. So it's kind of think about it as your line of vision. You can only see what's in your line of vision. So if you see, you know, let's, I'll use myself as an example. I love Amal Clooney. I think she's incredible. She's one of my biggest role models and I love her. I think about her and I think about why she's the girl I'm fixated on. Why she's the girl I like. Why she's the woman I'm kind of inspired by I feel that so much of my life has been in pursuit instead of being able to look at myself right now and be like okay we're good now and getting into the real issues not feeling enough not feeling worthy is a real issue that needs to be solved before we can move anywhere and I'm really curious to see who I become outside of that because there's so many things I wanted in this life that I thought were going to make me feel enough I'm going to be very vulnerable and real very quickly with you guys and say I used to really want oh my god it makes me cringe a little bit I'll get over it though um I used to really want to be a femme fatale oh my god I used to be I used to really want to be a man eater we don't have to talk about it that much (laughs) because it will make me insane however I thought that that is what equaled worth in this society. So I thought if I became that, well, then I'd be worthy. Then I'd be lovable. Then I'd be loved. Then I'd get the life I wanted. 
get the things I wanted, get the feelings I wanted. But in reality, I mean, I'm still kind of navigating this whole worth thing, but I mean, from where I'm standing right now, that is not what I want at all. That is not who I am. It's just who I wanted to become for what it would represent. And I feel like I tried on so many personas, so many things, so many people, because I thought that it was going to lead me closer to this idea of self-worth and it just never really worked like that. So when I'm talking about the long game, I literally have a list of things in order I need to work through. So right now I'm in my enough, worthy, respectable, chosen, capable era where I'm saying these same affirmations every day. And the things that are coming up and the way that I am feeling is insane. The things that I am doing, the changes that are happening, genuinely insane. And we're doing the long game. So for this whole month, it's just every day. I am enough. I am enough. I am enough. How do we play the long game? How do we make those changes? How do we even figure out how to play it? First and foremost, think about what you want. It's going to sound a little counterintuitive based on what I just said, but I want you to think about what you want and think about how that would make you feel. Write all that down. What does that represent to you? And it's okay if it's not super duper clear because you've got to let it flow. Force not flow. You know, especially when it comes to healing. Let things go. If you only have one or two things that being a billionaire represents for you, stick with those one, two things. Once you know the feelings that these things are going to represent to you, find the lack of that in yourself. And then also find the presence of it in yourself. The lack is going to help you understand why you feel the way you feel about yourself. So if I want to be super rich, right, if I want to be a billionaire, find the ways right now where I don't feel like I'm a billionaire. Because in order for me to have that want, obviously, I'm coming from a place of lack in my life. Once I can identify the lack, I can understand that now it's about to now it's time to shift your focus onto the things that do make you feel wealthy, that do make you feel rich. Be appreciative of what you have enough for right now. That's kind of like the most simplified version of it. It sounds more complex than it is, but that's the most simplified, broken down version of it. Also, I have this idea that once we go through relationships, once we meet people, once we have interactions, we're able to clearly see how we feel. Certain interactions make you feel worthless. Certain interactions make you feel empowered. Certain interactions make you feel hopeless. Identify those feelings that are coming up again and again and again. Do you feel like you are enough to go after that dream job? Do you feel like you are lovable? Do you feel like you deserve to be treated well by your partner? Do you feel like you are worthy of having great friends? Or... Do you work at a mediocre job that you hate because you don't know if you're good enough to do something else? Are you in a relationship, friends or romantic, with somebody who you know isn't treating you how you want to be treated, but you settle for it because you don't think you're worthy of more? You don't think you deserve to have more? It's subtle. Because I look at my friendships and I feel like so often I'm sitting there and I'm like, I think I deserve more than this. I want more than this. Not even that. You know what? I'm just going to get super clear. I'm sitting in my friendships and I'm like, I want more than this, but I don't feel like I deserve more. I don't know who else there is to replace these people and love me. Two things I want you to take away from that. 
there's this incredible quote in you. I think it's season three where, and I forgot her name and I feel really bad, but the quote is that listen to that little voice inside you that if even for a second says, I deserve more than this because that voice is your true lover. That voice is your true friend. That voice has your highest good at heart. And you've got to listen to that voice. You've got to listen to her. Because if you silence her enough, she will go away. I'm still trying to find mine. That's about the whole gist of the quote. And I genuinely, it's always stuck with me. Because that's so true. The moment you start to think you deserve more, you do. Your worthiness is determined by you believing that you are worthy, not by actual things that you can do. No amount of money, no accolade, no personality trait or physical trait is going to make you worthy. It's always going to be your ability to think that you are, meaning inherent worthiness for just existing. That's the place you want to be. So you don't have to earn being a better friend. You don't have to earn getting a better boyfriend. You don't have to earn getting your dream job. You just have to believe that you right now, as you are, no strings attached, is worthy. That's the goal. That's where you want to get to. That's the golden kind of space. How you get there is by telling yourself that you are better. Telling yourself that you are worthy. And it's not going to hit right away. That's why you have to be consistent with it. That's why you play the long game. If you show up every single day, whether you're super excited and super into it and saying everything with conviction or you're half-assing it and you're even barely saying the affirmations, even if you're just being there, just putting in the time and the effort to look in the mirror, listen on your phone, say, I am enough. I am worthy, I am capable, I am respectable, I am chosen, whatever it is you need to hear, telling yourself that every single day, it will just work wonders. Maybe not immediately. I think these things manifest for people differently, depending on what time, but I think it's just always going to lead you down. Like, it, literally, you can't lose. You know what I mean? One thing that I've been practicing that I want to urge you all to practice as well is, let's say you want to feel more worthy, and that's the theme, and that's what you're focusing on, on the long game journey. Every single day, write how you were worthy that day. Write five things, five examples of how you were worthy. Five examples of how you were enough. Five examples during the day today of how you were capable. Five examples of how you were confident. Just focus on those moments every day. I promise you it works wonders. I prom- like Just try it for a couple days. I'll say three days. Try it for three days. If it doesn't work, whatever. <laughs> I'm just kidding. If it doesn't work, maybe find something else. But I'm not saying to give up just because it doesn't work. Don't abandon your journey. Now, how I manifested my idea for the long game was by breaking down the things I needed to work on and literally separating it into like a checklist. So, like I said, I'm in my kind of self-concept era. And this month, like I said, is going to be about self-worth, self-confidence seeing myself as worthy and capable then next month is going to be self-love then we're going to move into being like then we can start moving into more outside aesthetic things like being somebody who's a valuable person being somebody who's a good person we can start working on beauty we can start working on feminine energy but we're not going to be able to get to all of those things truly and on a deep and intimate level if we don't think we're deserving of them in the first place 
I think to want is to not have, right? So if we want something, there has to be this essence of not having it. So in order to have it, we have to find small, minute ways that we have it in our everyday lives, which is kind of weird. We have to kind of get so happy with our lives right now that we don't even really want the thing that much anymore. There has to be this energy of indifference, of being so comfortable and so happy with who we are now that even if we never became that, we'd be okay. It's ironic and it's funny, but I recommend doing that. Sit down and make a literal plan for yourself. Take as much time as you need, whether it's three months, six months, a year, two years, but plan out your long game. Each Dedicate time to each concept, idea. Be in your self-worth era. Be in your I am enough era. Be in your feminine era. Lay out a plan. Now for me, I kind of work on the most intimate level to the most surface level level. So right now we're on the deeper core values, right? So I think genuinely so many things can stem in my life from not feeling good enough or worthy or like I am enough as I am. So that's kind of where I'm starting. And I think if I fix that kind of root issue, then it's going to be a lot easier to build on that. But maybe it's something else for you. But once you have this idea of where you want to start, have an idea-ish of where you want to end, then it's just about filling up that space and generally showing up every single day. Again, I want us to challenge that just for today and just see what happens to see how you feel, right? Five ways you were enough today. Five ways you were worthy enough today. Five ways you were rich today. Five ways you were pretty today. Just things like that. Try it every day. Works wonders in my personal experience. But hey, what do I know? I'm just kidding. I know a lot. Anyways, that's the long game episode. And I'm just so excited. I'm just so happy. And I'm really over the moon that I got to do this. And I was so kind of nervous starting this episode I've recorded some episodes before, but it was kind of just for me and it was kind of just for fun. But now that I know I'm going to be like sharing this with people and it's going to be out in the world, terrifying. Um, Also, I'm a little bit more new to this, so please bear with me. I I ask for your patience as I start to try to figure out what this podcast is going to be and how I'm going to be able to deliver my messages in the most clear and cohesive way. But I'm just happy I did it. And I'm just happy I got to do it. And I'm so excited for this podcast. Thank you for listening. And I will see you next time. Bye.